Hey friends, are you a product business owner that has built your business to multi six figure to a multi million dollar business? If that is you, we are hosting a live training on the three stages of business to grow and level up to a profitable million dollar business that works for you. We are going to talk about what it takes for you, the business owner, to remove yourself as the bottleneck of your business and grow a team that can not only help you do all the things, but a team that will actually start making decisions without you so that you can lean into the role you were meant to be. The visionary, the high-level strategist, the creative. And we want to help you level up your business in the next 12 months. So if you're looking for support as you navigate to this level in your business, we invite you to join us. You can register for this free training at theproductboss.com slash level up. We will also be sharing information and answering questions about our highest level program, the Product Boss Mastermind. Mina and I would love to meet you and connect to help you level up your business and you as a business owner during this call. I want to remind you that you have done an exceptional job getting to this level of business on your own, but what it will take to grow to the next level is going to be different than what you have done before. We know you can level up your business without you having to be the person who does all of the things, makes every decision on your own. That's why the Product Boss Mastermind is the place for high-level strategy and collaboration so you can connect with other product-based business owners who get it and who are going where you are going. If your business is a six to seven-figure-a-year business, we invite you to join us for one of our upcoming live trainings, and we'll be sharing information on our high-level, world-renowned product-based mastermind. We are now accepting applications to be considered for a very limited amount of spaces for 2022. Make sure to register for this totally free training and live Q&A at theproductboss.com slash level up. You can also click the link in the show notes. And my friends, if you are ready to commit to yourself this next year, and you know that this year is going to be your year to reach that next level in your business without sacrificing your freedom and creativity, surrounded by a collaborative group of product bosses who get it and grow together by sharing ideas, strategies, and insider secrets, then we invite you to apply to be considered to the Product Boss Mastermind at theproductbossmastermind.com. Okay, now let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episodes, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other, learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in. 
Hey, Ashley, and welcome to the Product Boss Podcast. We're so excited to have you here. You are a masterminder with us. We've had the honor to work with you and watch your business grow. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me here. This is exciting. Would you mind telling all the listeners what your business is, what you sell? Sure. I'm the founder of Meridian. We're a social enterprise that sells home decor and gift items handmade by global artisans in over 30 different countries. That's amazing. Tell us a little bit more about that. You know, where, how did you start? Where was your journey? I mean, when we look at where you are now, it is amazing. Just the, the things you've been able to curate and put together, your aesthetic is mind blowing. So, um, if you are not already following her on Instagram, make sure you do. What's your Instagram handle, Ashley? It's at shop Meridian NY, M E R I D I A N N Y. So beautiful. Okay. And then let us know more of your story. Uh, So I founded Meridian four years ago. Um, I had just moved. I live in New York City and I had just moved from a tiny apartment to a small apartment. So if you've ever been to New York, you know, it's like, (laughs) that's a thing. Okay. Okay. So Uh, we're upgrading here, right? Yeah. Okay. Upgrading um, (laughs) to a very small space. And I had previously had a career in television and media. I worked for Sesame Street. Yes, I did work with Muppets. Um, That's a different podcast episode. I think lots of stories there, but I traveled a lot for work and for pleasure. And when I moved into this new small apartment, I really wanted it to reflect all the places I had been and where I wanted to go. Travel was really always part of my DNA. And I couldn't find anywhere to furnish and decorate my apartment that reflected my aesthetics and my values and my price point. I grew up, I'm a third generation uh, entrepreneur. My, both my grandparents were, uh, grandfathers were entrepreneurs and my mom and my dad were entrepreneurs. So it's always been in my blood to start businesses. And in fact, at this time in my life, I actually had been running a different service-based business. And when I was starting to furnish my apartment, I realized there was nowhere to go and I could make it. And Meridian was born. That's amazing. I have a bunch of questions and one has to do with Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's start with that one then. What did you do with the Muppets? Like why, why did you travel? I was a producer and director. And in fact, my job, um, it, was a, it was a very corporate media job, but also a little bit entrepreneurial when I look back at it. I was tasked with really uh, creating and figuring out how to make Sesame Street work on platforms that we had never explored before. So I was always the first person to figure out how are we going to make content for three-year-olds on a touch iPad. Um, It actually was an iTouch at the time. Um, And so I was always kind of doing those things at the forefront and traveling a lot to research those platforms and test them. Um, and cool. so that's what I did. Yeah. That's, that's I amazing. mean, and that's the entrepreneurial part too, right? Like right. figuring things out, like things that haven't mm-hmm. been Absolutely. done before. It yeah. was figuring out how to do things you never knew how to do, how to make a brand work in a place that it's never worked before, how to meet your audience where they actually are mm-hmm. and how to ask a lot of questions and test and try. <laughs> I wow. love that. It's not even really a three-year-olds. It's the 43-year-olds. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, it's everybody's. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they've got they're fine the three-year-olds are fine that's how i feel with like the new iphone updates like yeah i don't know anymore i might have no. aged out of this <laughs> yeah 
I know my 10 year old tells me how to do everything. <laughs> so amazing. I keep accidentally touching my laptop because I was using my iPad all weekend, you know? <laughs> oh my God. So entrepreneurs, like third generation entrepreneurs, I also love that. So would you, what did your grandparents do? What did your parents do? I want to kind of like dig into that story a little. Sure. So um, my grandfather on my mom's side, um, after he finished uh, his time with the Marines, he fought in World War II. And then again, in the Korean War, he came back and started a film company in Baltimore and he made educational films. He actually was nominated for an Oscar, which is pretty cool. Wow. Didn't win. That's okay. And it's an honor to be nominated. I mean, what, totally. eight people a year or five people a year are nominated? That's yeah. huge. <laughs> so it was an honor to be nominated. Um, yes. And my uh, paternal grandfather also lived in Baltimore and he uh, ran a grocery store and then um, a home renovation company for many years. My dad, uh, his entrepreneurial journey was that after a year, uh, many years in corporate, he started um, a consulting company. He was a psychologist. So he helped um, hospitals use the power of data to really analyze their psych programs. And my mom, was also a psychologist. Um, we can also dig into that. Um, and uh, she, um, after years of being a practicing psychologist, was really interested in the idea of like the crossover between psychology and legal stuff, like particularly eyewitness testimony and how you can validate or invalidate something like that. Um, and so she started a consulting company involving work of that nature. Very cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, and then, and then you're kind of like this hybrid of all of totally. these stories, right? You're like Oscar nominated grandpa mixed with like psychology and children. And so then you got Muppets and then leads to beautiful home decor. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it does all make sense after you right. look at it that way. <laughs> I'm glad you share that journey because we often talk about, we, we tend to ask product classes, you know, was there an entrepreneur in your life that you saw and modeled this? Some people didn't have anyone and they kind of took the sleep in. And a lot of times people will have had someone. So that's really cool that you were raised by entrepreneurs and you took that risk, like leaving a huge corporate job and kind of jumped in two feet and, and built Meridian. And like you said, you had another company as well. Yes. Um, I was definitely always the little girl who had lemonade stands on the corner. Um, I also had a newspaper that I circulated in the neighborhood. Um, I had a detective agency with some friends, uh, a greeting card company with pressed flowers. Like I could keep going on and on and on. Oh my goodness. Off air, we should talk. I did. um, I started the fifth grade gossiper in fifth grade. Ooh, I, love um, I did a lip gloss company where I tried to sell lip gloss. I had a face painting company. I, I think I also <laughs> did like, I would, I would use tea bags to dye um, paper and then write on them. I don't know. Oh, so many things, cool. but cool. Very cool. So, all right. So we decided four years ago that there wasn't, there wasn't stuff in the market. You're a customer, you're looking for things. You're like, I want this sort of these worldly, beautiful home goods and accessories for my house. And I can't find them. And maybe you could find cheap ones, you know, like, replica ones at stores. But so then how did you go into sourcing and kind of figuring out? Because this is this isn't like I'm gonna pour candles or make jewelry at home. This was global artisan sourcing. So you don't have to give the exact details, but sort of how did you make that leap and start start this business? You know, that was a very difficult transition for me because I really had no idea what I was doing. And I think I made a lot of errors in the beginning. I initially 
started off by deciding I was going to manufacture everything. At the same time, I had this huge vision of Meridian being a multi-category home decor and gifts brand that sold everything from stuff you would put on the shelf to decorate your sofa and your bedroom and your table, and you would gift your grandmother. And it just sort of, it was this huge idea and it was very difficult for me to create everything. And so over the course of a few years, I pivoted a little bit and I combined the manufacturing idea with being able to source through other means. So that really enabled me to scale more rapidly and land things in the United States in a much more efficient way. Mm, I love that. It is such a challenge, right? I think one thing that really stands out for uh, for your business for me from the minute that I saw your business was that you have a very clear aesthetic. And I think that that is such a big thing that as you start in small business, that there's a lot of people that don't get that. There's not the click that happens at the beginning. So for you, was your brand and your aesthetic and everything there from the beginning? How How is that evolved? The idea was certainly there. Mm-hmm. When I set off to create Meridian, I really wanted to create a brand and not a store. And so I often used that phrase to describe what I was trying to buy, what I was trying to create, what I was trying to design. And that definitely fueled a lot of my creative vision. I certainly have honed in a lot on a neutral aesthetic. I have always had that part of the plan and the vision for the brand of Meridian, but it was very hard to do at the beginning, just given I had little resources and have bootstrapped and organically grown this from the beginning. And so over time, I was really able to lean into that aesthetic and that vision. And I have to say, once I held firm to it, and once I didn't allow myself to just buy everything I really liked, that's when I really started to see things take off. Yeah. I mean, I really like that a brand and not a store. You know, Mina and I were just together the last few days and we're kind of talking about language and we were talking about positioning and how our product bosses sort of see themselves. And everyone that's watching live, let me know, do you identify with the word or what word do you identify with? Like, do you think you're a shop maker, a brand, you know, because where you are and the level that your business is at, you are absolutely a brand. Right. And I think there's something really interesting about thinking of your business like that, where it's like, what is the overall aesthetic that I want my customer to feel? Could you kind of dig a little bit more into that for, you know, some people out there that maybe don't see themselves as a brand and sort of how, I don't know, how to make that connection for themselves? Sure. I think what it was for me was choosing a great name. It didn't come quickly. And I had some really bad ideas at first that now make for great passwords. (laughs) because they're they're meaningless words. And so choosing a great name is a great way to start. I also really find myself thinking about things in terms of a color palette. I'm very limited uh, aesthetically towards neutral hues and natural textures. And so when I'm curating or creating anything that goes into our collection, it has to fit those two categories. And if it doesn't, I know it's not going to work. I'm not sure if I answered your question. No, that's great. That's exactly how we see your business. You know, like you definitely have stayed with neutral palettes and, you know, natural textures, like what you said. So when we're looking at it, we always teach people to do two words or two phrases that they can automatically go to. And it creates a kind of a 
a natural buffer of like, okay, if it doesn't meet this, then it doesn't fit with my brand. Like I always use the example of cute and convenient for low labels because otherwise I want to be, you know, all these different things, you get so lost in it. And then you're just like, I don't know who I am because I started in one point and it's hard to make all these decisions. But I think you've been really clear with what your aesthetic has been. And then also as we grow, you know, our avatar kind of gets more clear or starts to change. And I think that sometimes people get lost because they think they think that they're their avatar when they're not their avatar all the time. You know, they're not their yeah. ideal client all the time. And so I love the earlier when you had said that I can't just buy everything that I like, right? <laughs> it has to be kind of with the brand, with the aesthetic, because it's more than just the product. It's the complete brand and why they're buying it. But if it's unclear or it's confusing, then they're not sure what they're buying. They're not sure what they're getting. And I think that's what's so great about yours is that you know, you become known for a certain aesthetic. And then it's like, if I want something from a worldly artisan, I would go to Meridian for a certain look that I want to have with my house. So I think that's, I think you did a great job explaining it. But not only in the product that you buy though, you also have a very up-level brand. So if we go to your website, you've got incredible photos. You're also listed in the small business shopping directory. We've used you as an example. You just, you, you get the aesthetics of it. And I think you also get who your customer is and who you want to attract. So I think you said that in the very beginning that you were like, you couldn't find things that were of a certain price point right now. Price points differentiate. You live in New York city. So for, you know, a 400 square foot apartment, you could pay, you know, a gazillion dollars for it. So money is a little bit different in New York in terms of like costs. But let's dig into that a bit. So when you decided to launch this, did you decide you wanted to be a luxury brand? What like, did you kind of figure out who your competition was like at that price point? Because you're not a cheap brand. And that's okay, because you're pulling in the right people to your brand, right? Like you are, you're, I feel like it's affordable luxury it's, but I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So tell me about your customer and sort of. How I'm you glad you that. said that because that is certainly what I've set out to do. When I started Meridian, I certainly did a lot of competitive analysis and looked out there, and there were a lot. There's a lot of people who sell global home decor. Um, I'm not the only one, but there's a vast variety of businesses who do that. Aesthetically, there's a spectrum of super contemporary all the way to like very bohemian kind of folksy looking. Um, and a little I like really, anthro, right? Like anthropology yeah, is like kind of folk. Exactly. Um, and I wanted to be somewhere in the middle. And there's also a really large range of, of price points. I mean, there are things that you can get kind of at the big box level that are very inexpensive and made in huge quantities. And then there are on the other side of that, some boutiques that are selling things at really large markups where I know what they're buying those things for and what they're selling them for. And there's not a lot of an ethical lens put on what their pricing is. So again, I wanted Meridian to fall somewhere in between there where um, you felt like you were getting something super high quality, an heirloom, if you will, that will last through the generations, just like the craftspeople who have been learning their techniques have been doing them for generations. And that you know, you're not, you're paying in a, a very ethical amount. And so I really try to choose our, our partners who again are in 30 or more different countries around the world and that they're all working in uh, fair trade environments. So that's another important factor um, when I look at pricing overall. Question for you, product boss. 
How much time, effort, and money do you spend promoting your business each year? Do you feel like it's paying off? Are you getting tons of visibility or do you feel like you're struggling to get more eyes on your products? This is exactly why we created the Small Business Shopping Directory. The Small Business Shopping Directory is an all-in-one place for customers to shop, discover, and support small product businesses every day. It's a place for you to be visible to new customers and get discovered. The Small Business Shopping Directory is the number one small product-based business directory that gets your business in front of thousands of customers who want to support and buy from small businesses just like yours. It's a perfect way to get your products in front of eager buyers this season without having to spend thousands on ads. Our goal is to get you more visibility and to get more eyes on your business. And here's the best part. We're doing this together. The directory is a way for small businesses like yours to join forces and create a big impact because customers can finally find you online and offline. They can support you with their purchasing power. It will take all of us to create this movement of supporting small and we can do it together. So are you in? We invite you to join the small business shopping directory. This is your personal invitation to get listed today. You can get up and running in just minutes. So don't wait. You can join now and get your listing by heading to shop1in5.com and click on the link to get listed. Have you always been in New York? Did you mention that yet? Your family? So I grew up in Minnesota, um, okay. very close to Iowa. Uh, <laughs> hey, neighbor. <laughs> um, but I moved to New York for college a long time ago and have lived here ever since and uh, went to grad school here, got married here, had my son here, et cetera. Yeah. So, I mean, and so you kind of talked about the original part of the sourcing and like what meant, what it meant for you, but then how do you translate that to your customer? Cause I think a lot of people out there think it's going to be too expensive, especially if you can't, if you're not your own customer, but you do get that customer, whether were you always your customer or would, would, you know, when you were starting this, would it have been a reach to buy your products? You know what I'm saying? Like some people are like, if it's not them, they don't understand how they could have a brand that maybe costs more or would be worth more than stuff that they maybe would buy? Sure. I, I think I've always been my customer. I, uh, I really try to lean into the stories behind every product. Every one of our products in our collection is handmade by a person who used their hands, worked either from their home or a small workshop down the street in their village. They're working to support their families, put their children's through, uh, children through school, put food on the table. And so I use that all to really try to describe our products in a way that provides that value. I mean, it's so much more interesting to hear, um, I, for example, one of our products is this woven, are these woven palm baskets. These are handmade in Zimbabwe by a group of women, and they sit under the shade of a very large tree in the African bush in Zimbabwe, and they share secrets about how to how to weave patterns and how to do techniques, and they teach each other, and they lift each other up, and then they sell these in bulk to me, and uh, they're supporting their families, and they bring that family home, they bring that money home to their villages, and they're building things like, um, you know, water, places where they can get water in their town, or they're building roofs on schools, things that they didn't have before. So I really try to, when, whenever possible, talk about these stories. And we do that through 
our blog. We have a blog that that's called the storyboard that tells stories behind the products. And on Instagram, we certainly tell those stories as well to to try to find that value in in the products because that's truly what makes them special. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that you have the stories with it. And you also on your blog, if you go on our blog, everybody, I put our website up there. It's meridianny.com. Um, you actually feature customers. So you had Lucy, Lucy Farmer, who is a fellow masterminder. Shout out Lucy. Yes. Um, she was on the Meridian blog about what the things that she loves on there, right? It, what's the feature called? I can't remember quite off the top of my head. So Lucy is a multi-time Meridian collector. Um, I want to say she's placed at least four orders for me in the last half a year or so. Um, and she has a gorgeous house in Alabama that she's also an interior decorator. And so she just has this uh, beautiful style to her. And so in our blog, we featured her as the featured Meridian collector and talked about how she uses Meridian products in her home, which ones are her favorites, but also what the idea of travel means to her and how she incorporates that into uh, her own decorative work. I think that is so important to just just hear some of the words. Ashley has established a brand and this presence. So by calling her a collector, right? Mm-hmm. She could have said, Lucy's a customer. You know, I'm doing a customer feature. But by saying a collector, sort of when you think about becoming a collector, there's some sort of level there, right? Of someone who is curating their home that are curating what they decide to buy. Like that it's an investment or like you said... um, an heirloom. So the words, the messaging, the reinforcing of the brand is very clear here in the way that you want customers to feel as well as sharing the stories of the artisans that are making it so that they don't need to price shop. They don't have to go to your site and someone else's and be like, hmm, but I can get this basket you know, that looks like this somewhere else because they don't want something that's like a made in China looks like an African basket. They're looking to buy something with a story about these women that sit there in the bush that are making them, they're sharing things and that they are also investing back into their communities, right? So it means so much more. So I think sometimes when all of you think about, you know, let's say people buy from people, but this is the idea, right? It's whether they're buying from Ashley, Ashley's not necessarily like the face, she's not always on talking, but she's personified this brand or she's made this connection that people are buying and they understand that buying from a small business has this impact on other people, Ashley's family in New York, you know? It's generational for what Ashley's establishing in her family and teaching her son. And then all of these artisans that are global and the beautiful products that they're making. Yeah. And the stories that they are really curating, right? So I think when you're a collector, you're not just collecting a piece, you're collecting the story that's behind it. The artist, the artisan, the, you know the heritage, the the culture, the customs that come with all of it, you know? So I loved how you told that story that they were sharing secrets. This is like, it reminds me of Tai Dom grandmas who share secrets about sewing and they put the needles in their bun, you know, and they <laughs> loop it through their big toe. Like when they're trying to, that's a yard basically, you know, or whatever. It's like, <laughs> that's the that. measurement, right? <laughs> and so it made me think of that story instinctively because when you have the story you know, of whatever piece and you're walking through your home, that's your customer. You want that to be your customer. You know who your customer is so clearly. There are other people that don't need that or don't want that, right? So I think that it's a matter of attracting the right customers and repelling the ones that aren't right for you and being okay with it too. So I think that that's great. So my friend, you have been doing really well. So you started off and you sold directly to customers through your website. That has been your main way of selling? Yes. 
Yeah. And so tell us about your journey in terms of like your business growth, because you're in the mastermind, which means you're a successful product-based business. What was sort of like a big shift or was momentum that really kicked Meridian up to the next level? So Meridian has always been a direct-to-consumer retail brand. Um, I don't do any wholesale. And all of the growth that we have had over the last few years has been entirely organic. I've not done a paid ad. I would say the pandemic, uh, ironically enough, fueled a lot of our growth, especially in the last few years. It certainly was interesting timing to be running a small business from my living room floor in my small New York apartment at a time when the world shut down because everyone was at home. Everyone wanted to decorate that corner that they ignored for many years in their living rooms. And suddenly I was there and I had inventory and I had zero liability. I had no brick and mortar store. I had no employees at the time. And that really enabled me and positioned Meridian to be just ready to kind of hop on board and embrace growth at the right time. So I I have to give a lot of credit to COVID (laughs) as terrible as it's been and how difficult and devastating it has been, particularly for our artists and partners around the world. In many ways, it has also been um, a catalyst for growth because it's enabled us to invest more in their work, buy more from them, ship more frequently, et cetera. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it is true. People, not only did they, were they in their houses and they wanted to be around beautiful things, but they wanted to be traveling and they couldn't be traveling, right? So it's a, sure. a connection piece from there too. And I love that because the, you are also not only affecting people on a, you know, local and national domestic, you know, angle, but also from a global view, right? It's just so the world is so much bigger. And I think that that is amazing. How do people find you? Cause that's a big thing, right? Like you, you launched and you just, you, built a website. Was it your blog and like SEO? Was it social media? Did you work with any influencers? Like, because you really grew very quickly. And the fact that you do direct to consumer without any paid ads and it's totally organic means that you have something very special going for you in your business. Thank you. Um, SEO certainly played some part of it. Um, I knew a thing or two about it, having had a career in media for a long time before this. And uh, we also spent a lot of time on social. Instagram took a really long time to click for me. Um, It does not come naturally to me. And I personally, as an introvert, am not the kind of person who likes to put my entire life on display on on a a platform for anyone to see. Um, And so that took a long time. But once it started working, it was pretty amazing. Uh, Meridian was an early adapter to checkout on Instagram. We started it... uh, Gosh, it was sometime during 2020, but I don't even know what day it is anymore. (laughs) Such a long pandemic. But we were an early adopter to that. And I think that was also a big catalyst for growth. And we saw a lot of just kind of skyrocketed in that arena in terms of followers and engagement and conversions too. So it's definitely been a great asset to have in our back pocket. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about your team now, now that you've moved into, well, you moved from tiny to small. Where are you now? What does your team look like? Sure. So last month, I decided that I was no longer going to run this small business from my living room floor. Um, 
I had exceeded the ability to ship out packages on a daily basis from there. Uh, I was tired of the dog barking every time, you know, DHL would come to the front door. And so I um, took a leap of faith and rented a studio space in the Flatiron neighborhood of Manhattan, um, which is where I'm sitting now, if you can see behind me. So beautiful. Uh, Thank you. Um, it's been pretty amazing to have my own space. It's a huge space and currently it is just me sitting in here. So that's going to change soon. <laughs> uh, I have a virtual team that has changed over the years, but in the last year or so, I have a few different virtual assistants who help with creating graphics and marketing, uh, blog writing, email content calendar organization, that sort of thing. And my plan um, very soon is to bring on someone to do fulfillment from our studio space here in Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, I I remember because we know Ashley, there was something on her site that I really wanted to buy. And I was like, you don't happen to have any stored under your bed. And she's like, how did you know I store stuff (laughs) under my bed? (laughs) It's like, because you're in New York, I'd have somehow you're running this huge company out of your apartment (laughs) with home goods. So it's pretty incredible. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's under a bed. Um, and the thing that I like too is that with your studio space and, you know, if any of you follow her, you're watching live, she's this beautiful kind of like white walled space and she's able to do amazing photos. So really sort of setting up her brand and spaces and to take photos and then share on Instagram, um, social media, emails, on the website. So as you're all, you know, we want you to support Ashley and buy from Meridian. Also just look at her aesthetic. And since you've heard this podcast, you can understand like, okay, you've heard it from her and her mouth on how she wants to attract people. Then you can see how visual and visually clear it is um, and how she reinforces the brand. I was just on your site and it will be placing shopping clearly. (laughs) Um, And I will be shopping. I will be buying after this podcast. Um, But even at the top of, I'm just letting me go back to where I was. So for example, I I clicked decor. It says natural decor, the new neutrals, elevated global decor pieces and neutral tones and natural textures, all handmade by artisans from around the world. So she reinforces this over and over. So you see it, you read it, um, you understand it. And it's not confusing because we always say a confused customer doesn't buy. And there is nothing confusing about your brand and the way that you share it with the world. Yeah. Thank you. That's good to know. And <laughs> so where is your brand going? Let us know like what's on the... Um, well, we're on the cusp of 2022. What is What does the future look like for Meridian? The future for Meridian is that I'm going to have help doing fulfillment, which is very exciting because that takes a lot of time and effort and physical strength. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that will be a big move for Meridian in in 22 or possibly possibly sooner than that. And I'm also working on spring, believe it or not. There may be a Christmas tree behind me over here, but um, I work far ahead and I've been ordering and uh, doing a lot of designing for spring 22. And it's exciting to see what's coming. And one last question. I'm just going to throw this curveball in here. Let me tell you, <laughs> Jacqueline's face. Ashley looks very <laughs> what's calm, coming? By what's the way. coming? <laughs> Is that since you're in our mastermind, what have you loved about being part of the mastermind? 
I had oh, the same gosh. question. It was really? very similar. So good job, Mina. Way oh, to read wow. my mind. I'm in your mind. I, well, I mean, it's all cluttery in there. <laughs> I am, I'm so thankful for the mastermind. I mean, I got to say the best part about being in this group is really being surrounded by other business owners who get it. And for a long time, I was working by myself, not only by myself, but just in you know a very kind of restricted, quiet way where I didn't know who to talk to, who to ask questions for. And I felt like a lot of things were trade secrets, if you will, that I couldn't just divulge to people. But having a group like the Mastermind that's full of other, mostly women entrepreneurs who are experiencing the same things that I am, have the same exact questions, who are in the same stage of their business that I am, or they're doing more higher you know, revenue and have done something that I'm about to do and I have a million questions about. Um, I'm just so thankful for that community, having only met a handful of them, not even a handful in, in real life. I gotta say, I just feel like they are my closest friends <laughs> and that they're really just there for me and supportive and have the most positive, you know, lovely things to say. And hopefully I add value in the, in the same regard. You you do. And that's so good to hear. And, and the friendship part of it too, because, you know, we, me and I talk about too, we've had the honor I, and you and I need to set a lunch date now that... Yes. Yes. So we're going to do that because we're so close. But I think even that, you know, Mina and I have been able to meet some of our masterminders in person. And it's like, we've always known each other, even though we've never physically been in the same place, especially because COVID really kind of deterred all of our in-person type meetups and things that we wanted to do. So I love that you said that because a lot of times I think it's scary to... People might find it scary to connect or to go deep, but this is a safe place. And, and the it is a very curated mastermind. So those people that we do invite into it are willing, they're go-givers, they're willing to go deep, they're willing to share and collaborate. And so I'm just so glad that you said that because it means it means it's, it's doing what we wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it truly and is. Don't you guys dare meet without me. Oh, yeah. That's the one comment I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm uh, kidding. You can. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so thank you so much for being on today and sharing your story. And I would love everyone to follow you and buy from you. It is gift giving season. It's, you know, in the spring, if you're listening to this in the future, I mean, it's just always a great time. And And what I love about your brand is that there is a story attached to what I buy, right? So... I I can still tell a story, even if the experience wasn't me traveling to Peru for little tiny alpaca ornaments, right? Like I, I, I get to know about it on the site too. So tell everyone that's listening how they can connect with you, buy from you and share your business. Uh, absolutely. So you can find us at uh, meridianny.com, M-E-R-I-D-I-A-N-N-Y.com or shop Meridian NY on any social platform. And you would be most welcome to join our email list. And if you do, you will get free UPS ground shipping on your first order just in time for the holidays. And I'd love to see you there. Say hi on Instagram. It's just me. And um, I would love to see a familiar name. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, free shipping. Um, not guaranteed, by the way, all of you listening. But you... <laughs> like it's got a disclaimer. It's like <laughs> the coach jumps in. We're not guaranteeing any sort of shipping before the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I didn't even know. I actually didn't know that. So when I ordered from Ashley, I had opted into the list, but I just went and bought immediately. So that is a great offer um, to get people in and then they get free shipping on their first order. So um, I can't wait. When you all buy from Ashley, share with us, tag us, share Meridian. Let us know what you've purchased. Um, I'm about to go buy the set of Spice Mills. And what else was I adding to my cart? Um, I know I'm shopping on here too. <laughs> oh, and the, nice. the, I don't know how to say it, but the Sejnan clay bead strand. Sejnan clay beads. Yes. Those are uh, a bestseller for us lately. And they're, they're gorgeous. Beautiful. The coral color and the beads. So those, you, wait for that order coming your way. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> thanks, Ashley. Yeah. Thank All you. right. Thanks everybody for hopping on. Thanks, Ashley, for being on here with us. Thanks so much. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.